Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm Ronnie. I'm Chad. And we are here for another episode. Chad, today we got Season 1, Episode 5, First Battle, Attack on Trost, Part 1. Okay. What do you think of this episode? I thought, first off, that it's an amazing episode. It is. Okay. This is what we've been waiting for right here. After the cliffhanger of the last episode, obviously, I was super excited to see this. This is like... It was only my second time seeing it, okay? I have not rewatched season one, so... This is one where, you know, especially for me, I told people I would keep them updated. As of right now, I still have only finished season one. Um, But this is one when you're watching it and it's not live is you're clicking next right away. You got to see what's going on right after that last episode. Right. So let's get into it. Um, Right away... We get, you remember those cannons that we had improved last episode? Yeah. Well, the Colossal Titan takes 15 to 20 of these stationary cannons out right away. With just a swipe, right? Just a nice little swipe. Which is fine because, let's be honest, they weren't going to do a whole lot anyway. But um, it's at this point, Aaron realizes that, unlike other Titans, this guy has intelligence. Because he, he like looks at Aaron and he has the wherewithal to realize... Oh, I'm taking these cannons out. Aaron goes in for his initial attack, but is met with like a hurricane of hot smoke. And then he, so he like falls back, tries for a second time, and the Colossal is just straight up gone. And it's around this point where I would seriously contemplate just ending myself. I'd be like, (laughs) I go in, I'm like, oh, this is it. And then he just disappears. And I would say, what are we even doing? Let's just, you know, say bye to the loved ones and let's just get a reset on this entire thing called life. Yeah, just steam and smoke just flares up and he's gone. Like, I would absolutely, I'm right there with you. I would question ending myself right there. And also, how the hell are we going to beat this guy if he can do shit like that? It's unbelievable. Which leads to one of my favorite parts already of the episode. I think it's Thomas. His head peeks out from atop of the wall and goes, Hey, were you the one that got him? Did you get him? <laughs> Where has this Thomas guy been? What is he? I mean, <laughs> how the heck did you not see what just happened? You would see a body, Thomas. Yeah. Hey, did you get him? And then it's funny because Aaron apologizes for not getting him. Right. Like he- while all of them just stayed back and like were too afraid to move. All right, strap in because this is where things start moving fast. Because pandemonium's breaking out as soon as the wall gets broken into. People are running everywhere. There's a big hole in the wall. We've had at least 105 years to come up with something to patch a hole in this wall. But what that ends up being is essentially a net that you see on a kid's playground to climb up to the slide. That's what yes. we've come up with. That's what we're rolling with. We get a guy, some sort of person who's higher up in the uh, in the command, who tells Aaron and the gang, "Get back to the bunker. We're you know we're assigning people to go do certain things. We're regrouping before everything goes down." And then, yeah, and then he also mentions he's like, "If you had any contact with the Colossal Titan, you better report that as soon as you get back." And it's in this, so they're in this bunker, and like I said, he's promoting all the cadets to soldiers. You know who the kind of person I am. I'm worried about where is Keith? In my head, he's front line. He's riding his cow, and he's just going to take these things down. 
but I don't, we don't see him yet. Stay tuned. Hint, hint. But for now, Armin is losing his mind. He's trying to attach like two gas tanks that I don't even think go together. I don't think these are how these are assembled at all, and he's just shaking. Oh yeah, so bad, and he can't do it. He realizes that we should have had a better failsafe than that net on the walls. So he's- oh, I also want to mention before you keep going with that. Right before Armin starts doing this, we have which their names are Hannah and Franz. Oh okay? yeah, they basically showed them. And they were like, oh, I love you so much. They, they have their little relationship. You know, right. I love you. We're going to make it through this. That definitely was just a scene to be like, oh, yeah, these people are dying a gruesome death in the next five minutes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just like, hey, remember these guys we haven't really spent any time at on? Well, we're trying to make you feel sorry for when they die here in a couple minutes. Yeah. But anyway, we're back to Armin. He's taken inventory of all the large boulders lying around the city, but the problem is we don't know how to move these things. Some people might be thinking at this point, because we got we cut to some people atop the wall, they're shooting these cannonballs at these titans, and they're, some people might say, hey Ronnie, they really did improve the cannons. But to those people, I would say all they did was prolong the inevitable, because they're blowing their heads off, and then these guys are just growing their heads right back. They regen in about a minute, so it's like, uh, what are we what's really the point? in the grand scheme of things? We're not doing anything. They made them a little more accurate. That's about it. So I'm glad to know that you remembered the cannons, Chaz. Do you remember those awesome trenches that we also dug as a safety measure with the wooden spikes? Is that what you're talking those about? Those are the those are the ones. That's exactly right. I just want to take this time to say, at this point, we're getting an overhead shot of these titans running into the walls. A grand total of one titan has fell into it, while the rest are just walking over the walking bridge. Over. Let me repeat that. Walking over the bridge that pi- bypasses said trenches. And uh, I won't jump to too big of a conclusion, but it also looks like the one titan who fell into the trench is slowly climbing his way out. Oh, yeah. The- they're like, well, how big are these things? Like 10 meters? So what? Five meters is probably good, right? It's good just... enough, right? And so then we go to the Chimera Ant King playing Snotty Blind Girl. And sh- Wait, oops, wrong anime, wrong anime. Ah. These are two guys named Lord Balto and Pixies. Pixies. You can tell Lord, Lord Balto is a little bit on the heavier side by the way he looks and also by the fact that he grabs seven cookies and bit into all of them at once. <laughs> but he seems he seems like a typical royal, like anytime you see a movie, like back in the day, royal kings and stuff, he seems like the typical fat guy that sits around and does nothing. Just because he's a lord, he's a king, yeah. that's part of the reason why he gets women, but I also would like to attribute it to... This guy has a voluptuous mustache. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely gorgeous. And it's a really good looking mustache. And by mustache. the way, Pixis too. His design, I, I love the look of Pixis. He's awesome. He looks awesome. Yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. We get a, um, we know how I've said these Titans have impeccable timing on showing up. Well, this is another great timing comment because Lord Balto asked Pixis how he expects to beat Titans if he can't even win a game of chess. And it's around this time, we got a strapping young lad that bursts in the room and says, The gate's been destroyed! (laughs) And right away, the Lord's kind of taken aback. 
Pixies, this guy doesn't even blink. He just grabs the booze that was in front of Lord Balto, you know, lifts it up. Chugs it like a 15-year-old chugging four loco, dude. My Balto's begging him to stay. But instead, this is, you know, I love Keith. This is another underrated character. We get McDreamy that walks in. He's with Pixies, and he tells Balto, listen, he's been letting you win chess. And Balto can't believe this. And so McDreamy and Pixies, they sack up to go help the rest of the soldiers because they're a couple of stand-up guys. Just roast the king. Just ro- or He's not even a king, is he? What is this guy again? I mean, he's a royal. Here's the thing. We know that they've said, like, uh, I believe it was Marco last episode that said he wanted to go into the inner walls to fight for the king. So I'm guessing this guy's a king, but not really. Yeah, I mean, he's just some royal type, maybe a prince or so. We don't really know. What kind he's... of decision is this guy make? I guess he's the one that decided we bring everyone inside, but this guy's just eating cookies and fiddling around on chess. So right away, we're moving fast. We're to the first calling card. And once again, these cannons, dude. They're wanting us to buy stock in these things. But let me just tell you, Chad, I'm selling hard. They even have a sales pitch on the second slide. It's terrible. It's a terrible sales pitch. They need to rebrand themselves. I think you're panic selling, buddy. <laughs> no, listen. Okay, listen to this quote and tell me if you feel good about where your okay. position is in, in canon stock. All right. Extremely powerful. Okay, good start. Okay. But low precision, precision taking aim and hitting target is difficult. Hey. That's what they said about me when I tried out for quarterback, but I couldn't throw a ball into the ocean, so I didn't make the team. I, th- I think you're uh, I think you're exaggerating. It here, also might have been because I was 4'7", 125 at the time, but I've grown since then. And give me a shot. Put me in, coach. Ronnie, I think you're exaggerating here. I would put all of my investment into this stock. Last month, I just put my whole entire savings into Blockbuster, okay? Which, after we bought those, these $700 mics that we sound great on, by the way, we've gotten a lot of feedback. By a lot, I mean zero. We, I mean, How much money did you even have to spend on Canon stock? And if you did spend on Canon stock, let me ask you, where do you stand on Playground Net to keep Titans out of wall stock? I'm all in. I'm all in on all of it. Okay, all right. I've just got shovel stock because we are building trenches to keep these things out of here, and that's going rid. I mean, that's the only one that's been successful so far. Stopped one of them. Hey, Chaz. Hey, hey, Chaz. Hey. No need to fear. Commander Keith is here. Yes. Oh our my boy he is, is our back. guy. He's looking. Exactly like a shit I took earlier in the week. He looks so horrible. I think he just woke up. Did he grow some hair? He didn't have this much hair before. He did not. It's been two years, and this guy has a mane on his head. It's amazing because while he's grown hair, this hair looks like it's immediately falling out at an unbelievable rate. (laughs) He also, I mean, we already knew his eyes were caving into the base of his skull. But like I said, he's losing his hair. He looks like he's been sweating for the past three days. I've never seen a man look sicker than this guy does right now. I don't know how he's walking. I love him so much. I'm pretty sure as he's yelling at everyone, his voice is cracking, but I don't speak Japanese, so I can't tell when a voice is cracking. Ronnie, this guy is prepared, okay? He's just prepared. That's all it is. I mean, we've already put this out there in the front. I'm running through a wall for this guy, but... 
he looks a little shook. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. At the same time, he's getting the plan out there. He's breaking it down. He's telling him, "We got the Garrison Regiment regiment in the vanguard." Chad, I know you haven't been in a lot of battles. Lucky for you, I have, and I can tell you that means the front line. Okay. Okay. These guys cool. are in the front. Um, we've got the Cadet Corps, which means Aaron and the gang. Yep. They're taking the middle, and the Garrison Regiment's elite. And Chaz, I think this is where you would fit in perfect because these guys, they're entering through the rear. I mean, they're protecting the <laughs> rear. Okay, my bad. Whoa. Not, they're protecting the rear. Yeah, I'm better at protecting the rear than entering the rear. I'll well, just say that. That's not what I've heard anyway. Keith gives us a nice summary, just in case you weren't listening, to... Um, he basically tells everyone, guard Walrose with your lives with your until every single citizen has safely evacuated. That's the goal because, listen, Walrose, it's not standing up to the test of these Titans. But if we can get everyone behind that other wall, that's when things are really going to start changing. <laughs> so we got to make sure everyone gets through that. And he's, you know, just keeping everyone's hopes up. He even mentions, hey, the armored Titan could appear at any moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, which everyone's like, oh, cool, that's good to know. Great. Cool, We'd thanks. Love to see him. All right. Can he do the uh, magic trick where he just disappears into thin air like the Colossal Titan, or what? And then Aaron peeks his head out the bunch. He's like, he's not even looks that, he doesn't even look that different from the other Titans. <laughs> he's not even that big. If, just... if you haven't seen him, I'm here to tell you, don't worry. He's not even that, he's not even that impressive. <sighs> he just ran through a very thick wall when I saw him last. He, uh, oh, Aaron. Keith also mentions that desertion. So if you go into this battle, right? Okay. You go to turn away, you will be punished by immediate execution. So you might be wondering who's going to be doing this while everyone else is going around fighting titans. I like to think Keith. He jumped off his cow, right? He's ODMing around the city. He's just looking for anyone who might be thinking about deserting, and he's just cutting them down on oh, yeah. sight. And he just cannot stand the idea that someone has turned their back against this war, and he's finishing them right. He's like zipping by Titans. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh no, maybe this guy's gonna get me, and he just goes yeah. right by him and just kills another guy. A Titans got someone in its mouth, like. <laughs> being ready to be saved and keith just comes yeah. zooming by and he's like oh he's got me and then you just see him fly by and slice down one of his squad leaders. yeah the other squad members are like seeing all this they're trying to backtrack and keith's just slaying them yeah and he i love him john john is pissed right we're back with him and aaron and the gang because he was he's like the cops in the movies that are one week away from retiring so you know they're immediately gonna die because yep. he's, he's talking about how he was one day from joining the interior, and now this is really going to happen. It's like when you're working you know, at a fast food joint or something. It's 9.59, you close at 10, and someone pulls up and orders 60 McChicken oh nuggets. Oh, my gosh. And you're, you're one minute away, you know? You were so close. But they snuck in there, and now you gotta, you got to like restart the fryers. you got to go get the nuggets from the freezer. It's just this big ordeal. You, I mean, you were going to get out at 10.45. Now you're not getting out till 11. 
It's just yeah. Jean's like, wow. Why couldn't you have just waited one more day to start slaying all these people? He, Come on. He acts as if it was one more day. He would be on the inside and just not even be worried about this situation. <laughs> like the people on the inside of that, they're just like, okay, we got some other people worried about the Titans breaking through the second wall right now. We can just chill out. What movie you guys want to watch? We're we're going through some different options here. Just pick one and. We'll just hope that they do well. I don't think that's what's happening, Jean. And so anyway, he's talking about how mad he is, which we automatically know who's mad about hearing him be mad. And that would be our boy... Aaron Yeager. So he runs into Jean, and to Aaron's credit, he gives him a really pretty good motivational speech that changes Jean's mind. He's out here laying it out. He's saying, listen... This is what we've been training for, dude. This is what, you know, the past three years, this is what it's been all about. We're ready to yeah. go. He's like, people died in the three years that we trained. We trained for this. He's like, tighten up, buddy. Let's oh, go. I see what you did there. You're on <laughs> fire tonight, Chad. Thanks, Ron. Mikasa, she's still concerned because she knows Aaron is going to get himself killed. So she's trying to say things, you know, hey, if things get bad, come find me so I can protect you because you're pathetic. Which, Which is what she always says, I feel yeah. like. She's like, listen, if 3 o'clock hits, come find me. I've got your daily dose of bread. I'll feed you. Just don't be stupid. Don't get yourself killed. She's like, if you have to take a shit, I'll wipe your ass. Whatever you need, Aaron. And it's at this particular time, a guy comes up and he's like, Yo! Hey, you! You're in the rear guard now. Follow me! And she's like, uh, but uh, um, see, this is kind of my, uh, we'll just call him a friend that's a guy, and I've got this bread, and if he doesn't, he's like, I don't care, you're coming with me. And Aaron, once again, he's just a little ball of fury right now. He's like, the idea of Mikasa back-talking direct orders is total boner killer for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he... Which I completely understand this at this time. He just straight up headbutts her, right? So she reluctantly accepts and heads that way, but not before telling him one last time, don't get yourself killed, Aaron. And he doesn't take that comment lightly. He just, you know, he doesn't say, okay, I love you, Mikasa. He just shrugs her off. Right. Like so normal, Aaron. And we go, we go to a flashback where we get some information that we've been wanting for a while. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell. I think this might be part of their cadet training. Yeah, it looks like, you know, they were in like a classroom with their cadet training. Yeah, yeah it, they definitely felt like they looked a little bit younger, so it might have been right at the beginning of cadet training. But because it does look like you see some uh, me- other members who are part of like the top ten in there, and they're basically just learning about the Titans. So I'll just kind of go through here, tell you what we learned about them. First of all, the only thing we know about them is based on information obtained by the scout regiment because anything that we knew about them before the past hundred years was just, it wasn't destroyed. We didn't have any of that info. Um, They can't confirm any kind of intelligence because we've also had no, no communication with them. Their body is fundamentally different from other human beings, which is a fancy way of saying they don't have the sexual organs that uh, mm-hmm. is usually how. Th- so they have no idea how they are even there. Right. Much. We just don't know how they you know reproduce, how exist. Are there baby titans? Who knows? Um, most of them have male builds, 
and their body temperatures run extremely high. And the scariest part about it is they don't care about any other life forms except for the humans. Because Which is crazy because we know that the scout regiment, they ride on horses a lot to go fight these titans. So they don't care about the horses whatsoever. Not at all. And that's, like I was saying, the scariest part. Their only drive in life seems to be eating humans. But we also know that they survived over a century without humans, so they don't need them to keep on living. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty cruel thing, if you think about <laughs> it. It's, we're in a serious pickle with these guys. This might not make you feel so good about your cannon stock, Chaz, because we learned right here firsthand that if we're blowing their heads off, it's not killing these things. They're just going to regenerate their heads. They're back up and add them one to two minutes tops. Oof. So I need to sell is what you're saying? I was trying to get you to sell at the beginning of the podcast, but you were really, you know, <sighs> falling for the 52-week high. And I'm yeah, telling you... I'm going to wait it out, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't gonna, feel like panic selling All right, right he's bullish. Uh, to kill these things, you got to get a deep cut in the back of their neck. That's the only way to keep these things dead, and that's kind of what we were seeing in the forest last episode when they were practicing on the uh, mannequin titans. So I guess this would be before they started the hard physical training, um, them in the classroom, because they would have to know right. to go for the neck. So I guess this is right when they started training. That's kind of what I ended up on. Uh, Aaron is excited about using this opportunity. Sorry, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. They're with his squad we're back outside now okay we're getting ready to do this thing and he's just excited he's seeing this as an opportunity to get a promotion maybe employee of the month everyone count along right we got the whole squad they're going to count how many titans they kill it's going to get high oh you know, the so. best part about the best part about that is thomas our boy thomas right he challenges them to see how many titans they can kill, yeah. okay? So everyone count at home. It's going to start adding up real quick. Aaron's squad, they zip off. And, and the most epic 3D maneuvering This gear is scenes. awesome. Just, we love the ODM gear. Oh, They're yeah. zipping around. The animation is just on point. doesn't last long because they start to realize how bad things truly are and how many titans are already inside the walls because... That front line we were Keith was talking about earlier, yeah, completely dismantled. Just gone. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't really had it in a couple episodes. Ronnie's Titan of the Week. I was about to say, this is a strong candidate for it. Yeah, I, I kind of messed up last episode. I don't think I talked about it. Last week had to be the Colossal Titan because what, a, what an entrance. This week I'm giving it to... The Titan that, like, hurtled slash flew over ten buildings to catch Thomas out of the yeah, air with his the mouth. Abherent that just flew out of nowhere and instantly, 30 seconds after Thomas challenges his his teammates to see how many kills they can get, is just swallowed up by this guy. So let's take a look at the scoreboard. How many Titans did Thomas kill? Zero. <laughs> Zero okay. Titans. Better luck next time. Yeah, this Titan's like a... An impressive dog that runs and catches a frisbee while jumping into water. This is this is going on Sports Center, Center's top ten for sure. This is a great play. Oh yeah, this the, it's the waviest Titan kill we've seen so far in the past five episodes. So 
while following Mikasa's instructions, which was don't get yourself killed, right? Yep. I just want to make sure that I have that right. That's because correct. from what I saw on the TV screen, Aaron starts yelling, you're not getting away with this, and takes off after this Titan that he just saw make the greatest play I've ever seen. Which, I don't know about you. Give me your take here, Chaz. But doesn't seem like a great way of not getting yourself killed. <laughs> yeah, especially when he goes alone. You know, I, it's not the play that I would make. Uh, especially just out of pure anger, just rushing through by yourself straight at a Titan that just absolutely just shat on Thomas, who <laughs> wouldn't have even joined. Let's, let's mention this. Oh, wow. He wouldn't yep. even have joined the scout regiment if it wasn't for Aaron. So. Yeah, didn't think about that. That's not great. <laughs> it seems like Aaron's letting his emotions get the better of him here because it just doesn't seem like a well-thought-out plan is all I'm saying. We uh, He naturally zips across what I like to call the hungry, hungry hippo titan that just jumps out of an alley and jumps chomps. out of nowhere. I mean, where did this guy come from? He just chomps off his leg. Oh, and then he just has a terrible tumble, dude. Yeah, so he's he's definitely not running anywhere. He's just laying on the roof thinking about how he's going to kill all the titans now. But this was this was brutal and a huge shock to see your main character just out of nowhere gets his leg decapitated like that. Just like that. I, I score him a 3 out of 10 on that. You going 3 out of 10? I'll go 3 out of 10. Just because the tumble was kind of cool. but Yeah, it, tumble was cool, but he still didn't stick the landing. You got to get up on that one leg and really uh, yeah, I guess you're plant right. that finish for the judges. I guess a 2. I'll go a 2. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I could talk you down. The Titans have completely taken over this situation at this point. I mean, it starts with Thomas getting... Uh, taken out of midair, Aaron's losing a leg, everyone else, we got one person who's getting swatted out of the air, another one's uh, getting their cables grabbed by a Titan, and all of this has taken place, you're thinking, oh, who's left, who, who do we have? Armin's got to be out there saving our someone. Alert, our boy Arlert. And it's, you know, sometimes I like to be nicer, I like to call him Armin, but this is a total R-alert moment right here, where he just falls to his knees watching all of these people getting eaten, just... And then he asks himself, why am I watching my squad be devoured? I don't that's a good question, dude. Why are you watching this? It seems like you would be the one to give us the answer there. But no, I mean, this is terrible. You got to feel for the guy, but at the same time, this is what, I think this is why, I feel like a lot of people would say Armin is their least favorite character with their first few episodes. Yeah, I mean, he's not making a good case to be a a top character at this point, Um, besides the the name Arlert. I mean, that's a cool name. And I just got to say, we mentioned earlier sub over dub, and I also mentioned how in the beginning I was watching in dub. And I gotta say, these last four to five minutes here is what really <laughs> made me a subber. The emotion. It's straight emotion. Voice acting, a little, you know, it's a little all over the place. I liked it much better in sub, but once again, I'm not here to judge. Like the show how you like the show. Uh, we get his inner monologue. This is Armin. While a 
big bearded old man Titan comes, picks him up, starts to slide him down his gullet. Which, which uh, what I think is awesome about this Titan right here is he just straight up picks him up, doesn't even think about chewing him. He's just dropping him yeah. in. Like he he acts like it might be a. Uh, I don't even know what you eat like this. You eat like a like a skittle that you kind of just drop into your mouth, maybe yeah, a skittle, or you know you're getting you're shaking up the whipped cream and you tilt your head back. You know you got to yeah, get yeah. some elevation on that whipped cream can. You make sure it doesn't hit any of your teeth. You pour yeah. it directly into your mouth. That's like, right. Yeah. And he's just sliding him down the gullet, which triggers a flashback for Aaron, who's a couple. Let me let me stress this part. Feels like he's a couple roofs away. Put a pin in that. Let's go to this flashback. Roofs. Armin comes down. This is looks like the same exact spot where the uh, colossal titan first showed up in episode one. So this might be like their little spot they hang out in. He's got a book from the outside world from. Who other than that dirty old grandpa? You remember him? The thief. That's yeah. what I remember him as. Yeah, that's the only way to remember him as. It's a good thing we got rid of this guy. He probably stole this book, too. Where did you get this book? And I don't know if they've mentioned this before, but stuff like this, it's against the law inside the walls. Yeah, you cannot talk about It's really just you can't talk about the outside world, right? Which makes me believe, personally, remember, you know, Mikasa was excelling in all subjects. I'm guessing they don't have history because it's illegal. Armin's telling Aaron about the sea, firewater, Iceland's fields of sand, and Aaron's like, he's just blown away by this. I would love to see the firewater, dude. Whatever is outside the walls. Yeah, spoiler alert, they mentioned the firewater a couple times. It's... You saying lava? You guessing lava? I don't. I'm guessing lava. I'm not really sure what he's trying to say there. Uh, I don't know why they're whoever wrote that book might be a little off. It's just weird. You think the fire water would at least you know come after Icelands and field of sand? It's right up there behind sea. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I just have not seen. I've been outside of walls for a long time, and I've never once seen fire water. I have not either. Man. I would love to be in this world. That's yeah. all I know. So when Aaron and Armin get out of here and he's gonna, they're going to go see Firewater, I hope we can tag along because I'm just as interested. He, uh, Armin mentions that his parents are going to go out to the outside world soon. And since this is a flashback, we know from, I believe it was episode two, Armin had told us that his parents died outside the walls. Pres- so it, was, it wasn't the greatest idea. Pres- <laughs> Looking back on it now, not the perfect plan, but uh, it's just kind of, I guess they're presumably dead from Titan. But you also, it's just interesting how Armin knows this because it doesn't seem yeah. like they were going out as part of the scout regiment. Um, yeah, which even, you know, makes their plan a little. It makes it even worse because why would you go just you two out outside of the walls? You know, it's it's a bold if plan. The scout but I regiment with it. multiple soldiers can't even make it back without only just a you know an arm for showing, and you're gonna go out with just your uh, your husband. Don't really know where they're what they're trying to do on that. Seems like they were confident. I respect that. Uh, doesn't seem like that trait passed on to old Arlert no. over here on the roof. So anyway, we go back to real time, right? Armin's still sliding down this throat. And just like that, Aaron presumably teleports to inside this titan's mouth to save Armin. 
I think this, you learned it from the Colossal Titan when he disappeared. This was so shot. I, I got to rip the show a little bit here. I love the show. This was so out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the way the scenes work, Aaron is laying on that roof I had mentioned earlier, two blocks away from Armin as Armin is sliding down this thing's tongue. And the next thing you know, and keep in mind, the Titan was going whipped cream technique. His He was mouth up to the sky. And with one leg, Aaron managed to zip on over there, up into his mouth, catch Armin, and throw him back out. He had to have said, the world, duh, before he zoomed over there is the only explanation of how he got there. Yeah, to his credit, it might have been, you know, they played with time a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to pick on it too much because it brings us to a crazy moment where Aaron gets his arm chomped off and he gets swallowed by the Titan. Which is just, for the first time seeing that, is just absolutely mind-blowing. Mind you don't know, what do you think at this point? I, I can't even remember what I thought. I think I was so shocked I didn't think anything. I know you, you burn through animes like it's nothing, so you probably just clicked the next episode before this one even finished. Because at this point, how would you expect Aaron to get out of this situation? And we get a last little scene after Armin starts screaming his lungs out of Mikasa possibly hearing Armin screaming, maybe just feels a bad vibe from Aaron getting swallowed. She turns around and she just looks concerned. And then her hair is flowing perfect in the wind. End of episode. Great hair flow. Yeah, right here. That's a great point. And like I said, that's the episode, and I really don't know what to say. The second half of that episode was amazing. I'll say the first time I saw that, I was instant, okay, that's my favorite episode, no doubt. This definitely feels like, you know, you start off watching the show, you go, okay, that first episode, great concepts. Second episode kind of builds off that. Third and fourth, doing a little world building, do a little character development. You wait and see what they got in store for you. And then they hit you with this bad boy, and if this doesn't get you reeled in, I don't know what would. Yeah, if if you're not wanting more after this, then you it, must be a Nazi Yeah, or feel, it feels like this might be where you jump off the train of the bandwagon, yeah. because it doesn't get much better than this. I love the episode. Uh, do you have anything else to say about it? I don't. I just, my boy Isayama, man's a genius. Let's get to some feedback. Let me check the mailbox here. All right, let's check it. And it's empty. Wow. <laughs> but if you're listening, you can fix that. Send us an email over at the Podcast Chronicles. We will Venmo you a dollar if yep. you send us an email to the podcast. We really will. We if will. you send us a thing, uh, we'll, you know, we were kidding about the shirts before. We will Venmo you one smackaroo to the first... 30 people that send us feedback. Yeah, we were totally kidding about the shirts before. If you send us and you get some of your buddies to watch this, if you send at least 10 feedback messages to us, we will then send you a t-shirt. It's not the 100th viewer. It's right. 10 messages from 10 different people. And at this point, you might be getting a little confused. One email, one Venmo dollar. 10 emails and a whole group. Then we can start talking about t-shirts, okay? Yes. Uh, once again, that email, thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. And please subscribe, thumbs up, 
yeah, subscribe, go to YouTube, like the video, comment, uh, tell us how much you hate us, tell us how much you like us. Tell your mom, tell your dad. Tell your dog. Cat, brother, sister. Yeah. And um, Tell that weird kid that lives across the street that you don't talk to about us. I'm sure he'll listen if he's weird. Tell my uh, old football coach who cut me from the team because I couldn't make it as quarterback. Well, that's what happens when you're four foot seven and 200 pounds. But he just didn't understand I was growing. Anyway, whatever. This is the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Chaz. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.